Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Who's ready? I said, who's ready? Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. It says, Jesus' words. It says, don't store up yourselves material treasure on earth where moth and rust will destroy and thieves will break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where nor moths nor rust can destroy or thieves can break in and steal. For where your treasure is, is your heart, your wishes, your desires, and on that your life centers will be also. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence. We value the word of God. We ask that it would come and shape and mold us and change us today to be more and more like you. We worship you. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you for today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Give it up for the worship team this morning. All right, here we go. Average life expectancy of a man, 77 years. Average life expectancy of a woman, 79 years. Let's give it up for all the ladies. Come on. Let's go. Jesus, people, let's just round it up to 80, okay, because we're going to get an extra year. Now, for me, I've told you this before. I'm going in the rapture, which I believe Jesus is right around the corner. We talked about it last week. I'm so excited to see Jesus face to face, or I'm dying at 86. I've told you this, and um, how I'm going to die is I'm going to be eating with my family, and I'm going to say goodbye to them, and then I'm just going to let my spirit go to heaven, and my face is going to fall into my oatmeal, okay? That's, that's how I'm going to die at 86, okay? Either one, rapture or 86, one of these two things, okay? So let's take 80 years, though. Let's just take 80 years. That means you have 960 months, 4,160 uh, 4, weeks, 29,200 days. Now, I'm 42, so that would mean this, that I have 456 months left, 1,976 weeks, 13,870 days. What, what am I trying to say? Time matters. And what you do with your time matters. And how you live your life matters. And what you do with your days truly matter. And the question that Jesus is really, truly asking is this. How long will it take until Jesus becomes the treasure of your life? The treasure. The thing you wake up for. The thing you can't live without the thing that your heart beats for, the thing that you yearn for, treasure. The real question is this, how long will you live for the treasures of this world? Let's talk about some. How about man's approval, people's approval? This is a treasure to people, right? People's, you know, they want, you want people to be proud of you, the accomplishments you have, you want people's praise of the stuff that you own, the possessions you have, um, how about people liking you, people affirming your choices, people respecting you, people lifting you up so that the world can praise you on social media, right? The world's treasures. How about this? 
the world's security, world's treasure, X amount of money in your bank account, your 401, your stocks, your vacation fund. How about the house you have, the cars you drive, the job you have, the health? You know, what's interesting is about all these different things I just talked about, none of these things you can take with you to the other side of heaven. But they're the world's treasure. How about pride? Who you've become, the life you've made. You know, Frank Sinatra said it, I did it my way. We got the world's treasures, and here, here's the problem. The problem is here, and the problem is within us here today. Because I think when we hear this verse, when we're talking about when will Jesus become the treasure of your life, we're thinking about people that don't know Jesus. No, I'm talking about us in this room here today. When will Jesus become the treasure of your life, the thing you yearn for? Because here's the deal. We've tried everything to figure this out. What will bring joy? What will bring happiness? What will bring peace? What will make me happy? We, we try everything. We try things like drugs. We're the most addicted generation ever. Opioids, alcohol, weed. I, I, I mean, what do you want? I, I could list off 20 more things. And here's what studies show, that 70% of us in this room here today have used in the last 30 days to cope with life. Why, because Jesus is in our treasure. How about money, right? Money will make us happy. That's a treasure. That, that'll fix things right. University of Nebraska. This, isn't, this is a study I read. University of Nebraska said this, money is important to happiness. Ask anyone who doesn't have it. I'll agree with that. Having a higher income, for example, can give you access to homes and safer neighborhoods and better healthcare and fulfilling work and more leisure time. But it says this, however, however, this only works to a certain point. This isn't the Bible. This is some university, some liberal, woke university. They're all liberal and woke. Can I just say something, too? Be careful about sending your kids to liberal, woke universities that want to destroy them. Be careful. It says, however, this only works to a certain point. Why? Because the things of the world only work. They're temporary. The devil just makes up imitations of God. <laughs> you ever been at a concert and like everybody's singing, it's like this euphoric moment, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. He's just trying to replicate worship. What happens in the presence of God? But it's funny, it doesn't last. It doesn't change anything. It's just a, it's just a moment, and then you go home and you're like, I'm still as sad and miserable as I ever was. It says this, however, this only works to a certain point. Once our income reaches a certain level, our basic needs of food and healthcare and safety and shelter are met, the positive effects of money all of a sudden don't work, such as buying your dream home is offset by negative emotions such as stress, anxiety, stressful jobs, overworking to maintain the income. They said nine out of 10 people that said they reached the income that they were shooting for were less happy today than they were a few years ago. How about sex? Sex will make us happy, right? 
The number one search pornography right now is violence and choking. Number one. Why? Because sex outside of God's plan and outside of his, his realm and how he designed it will always lead us to death. How about education, right? Education, we educated. We're the most educated people in human history, but yet we're still the most confused people in human history. Well, maybe this woke agenda, right? This woke world that we live in, that, that'll fix everything. Unfortunately, we're the most divided people that we've ever been in the last 50 years. Jesus is saying, when will I become the treasure of your heart? Because we're trying, we're searching, we're looking to find something to satisfy our soul. And Jesus is screaming from the mountaintops, I'm the one. I'll make it all come together. I'll bring you peace. I'll bring you joy. Matthew 6, verse 24, Jesus says this. No one can serve two masters, for he'll hate one and love the other. He'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Okay, so what is mammon? Okay, Mammon is the spirit of this world. And I want to make this abundantly clear, and I'm not here to freak anybody out and because we, we don't fear um, darkness and we don't fear um, demons and demonic things, okay? Why? Because you have authority. Jesus gave you authority. He said, you can speak to these things. Remember the disciples, they came back to Jesus and they said, the demons listened to us. They didn't listen to them. They listened to the power of the name of Jesus. But God gave them authority to use the power of the name of Jesus. But there are two different realms, There's a kingdom of darkness and there is a kingdom of light. And these two kingdoms are constantly fighting against each other, fighting and warring for what? Your attention, your thoughts, your passion, your heart. These things are are fighting against these things. And there's this thing called the spirit of mamma. It is a spirit. And listen, what's interesting to me about this day and time we're living in, you can see the gods of the Old Testament, not the God, not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're talking about the false gods, right, that people worshiped. You see it like in New York City. Did you see them resurrect this statue a few weeks ago? It was to the God of abortion. New York City, it's a golden statue in the middle of New York City. There are spirits, and this spirit, this one spirit is called mammon, okay? And the spirit of mammon is designed, he is designed to what? To trick you and to deceive you to believe that money and possessions and fame and status and whatever you value more than Jesus, that these things will satisfy your soul. He is constantly working. Let let me make this abundantly clear. You have been groomed your entire life to believe in the spirit of mammon. 
Every commercial you watch, everything you see on social media, even what you were taught in school, even many of you, how you were raised. You were raised to worship money and status and power and things and stuff. And that these things would bring you joy that these things would bring you peace, that these things, and you've been taught to worship the spirit of mammon. But the Lord said, you can't worship two different gods. You're gonna have to pick. Either you're going to worship Jesus or the spirits of this world in this age. See, what's interesting about the spirit of mammon, he is tricked so many to believe that money and possessions and fame and status, that is what's normal. That's what's normal. <laughs> See, we're taught to believe that like what happened like just, just a few minutes ago in worship, the presence of God is here, right? His joy is here, his peace is here, his grace is here. We've been taught to believe that those moments are odd and strange. No, 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 they're not odd and strange. Those are the most normal things that are happening in your life as a believer in Jesus Christ, because that's what's happening in heaven. Do you wanna know one of my prayers? I always pray that, that heaven sits here, the kingdom of heaven sits in here in service. That, the, that what's happening in heaven, because listen, there is perfect health in, in heaven. So when I say, hey, who's sick? And people raise their hand. Yeah, it's because Jesus wants to heal. I want heaven to come to earth. Right? Listen, you've been trained and taught your entire life that the world is normal and the church is weird. No, no, no. The church is normal and the world is weird. Can I get an amen from anybody? We don't have to be deceived. We don't have to be tricked. We don't have to be lied to. Verse 25, whatever Ray is, if he can come on up. Verse 25, I tell you this, this is Jesus. This is his words. He says this, I tell you this, stop being worried, anxious, unnecessarily distracted. How many of you go, man, I've been so distracted. I just can't. I, I, my mind is all over the place. My heart is all over the place. I feel like my spirit's all over the place. Yeah, that's the, that is the plan of the enemy, to distract you, to take your eyes off of Jesus. But Jesus says, stop worrying about these things, about your life, as what you'll eat or what you'll drink or what your body needs. Isn't it interesting that all we talk about now is water and food? Did you know that eggs was trending the other day? Eggs, the most boring thing on planet Earth, an egg. I would have never thought in my wildest dreams that eggs would be trending on Twitter, but eggs were trending the other day, and people are worried about eggs, and people are worried about climate, and people are worried about water, and people are worried but Jesus said to you, my followers, my believers, don't worry about these things. <laughs> Please hear me. Don't be in fear about these things. This world is ending because it's designed to end. <laughs> Read the end of the book. 
Let me tell you two things about the end of the book. Jesus wins and you win and the devil's defeated. Come on. You have nothing to fear. You have nothing to worry about. This world's gonna crumble and fall apart. But you know what the Bible says? That the righteous are never forsaken. You have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to fear. Not worried about eggs. I used to throw eggs at houses. Come on. Don't do that, by the way. You'll get, you'll get, I used to live a long time ago when people didn't get arrested for things like throwing toilet paper in people's trees, but now you'll go to jail, I guess, for throwing toilet paper. What's going on with the world? That was fun times, I'm be honest with you. <laughs> Jesus said, isn't life more than food? Isn't life more than food? Isn't life more than what you'll wear or what you'll drink? He said, look at the birds of the air. <laughs> they, don't, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather, they don't put into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them? Jesus said, are you not? Jesus said, are you not more important than those birds? There are birds today that you, you, you don't even know they exist, but God cares about them and takes care of them and feeds them. He said, aren't you more valuable? Are you not more valuable than they are? You have nothing to worry about. See, Jesus is teaching us something. He's enough for each day. He's enough. His joy, his love, I can feel it in the room right now. His peace. It's enough each day. If he's your treasure, if he's not your treasure, the world will fail you. It will disappoint you. It will fall apart. But if Jesus is your treasure, and he's your treasure beyond Sunday, he's your treasure each day, he will be enough on Tuesday. He will be enough on sad Wednesday. He will be enough on hard Thursday. He will be enough during the long weekend. He is enough if he's the treasure of your heart. Verse 31, Jesus says this, so then forsake your worries. It means, this word forsake means to turn your back. Why are you turning your back? Because you're turning your back to the world to put your eyes on Jesus. He's enough. He's all I need. Is this forsake your worries? Why would you say, What will you eat? What will you drink? What will you wear? He says, This that's what unbelievers chase after. Not believers, not believers in Jesus. Unbelievers, they chase after these things. Why? Because they don't know Jesus. 
And, and can I make this abundantly clear? I love unbelievers. I love people that don't know Jesus. I love it. We have so many people coming to our church right now that don't know Jesus. We, we, can I, I'm just gonna tell you, we have, we have people living in all kinds of different crazy lives, but they're coming and they're finding Jesus and they keep coming back and they're like, I don't know why I keep coming back. This doesn't make sense. I literally had a young guy tell me that last week. He said, I don't know why I keep coming back. He said, he said a couple months ago, I didn't even believe in God. I was an atheist, but I keep coming back. Why? It's the power of God. It is Jesus. It is the presence of the Lord. It changes people. I'm excited for unbelievers. I want you to fill this place up on Easter with unbelievers. They need hope. You have hope. You have the answers. We should have to build 14 of those boards because we invite so many people. Easter is going to be powerful. I'm going to tell you right now. You can feel it in spirit. Doesn't your heavenly father already know all the things that your body requires? So above all else, consistently seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then these less important things will come to you in abundance. Would you stand up with me this morning? The Lord spoke to my heart the other day. We had a busy weekend. Wasn't service amazing last Sunday? Just the presence of the Lord. He's so good. He comes every week. Monday, we went out as a family. Tuesday was a busy day. It just kind of hit me. Wednesday, I got into my, my prayer time with the Lord. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, I missed you. Lord said, I missed you. Why? Because this thing is friendship. It's not religion. Religion's going to fail you. The world's going to fail you. Friendship will not fail you. Jesus' friendship. Here's what's interesting about friendship. You just want to be close to that friend. You don't care what you do. You don't care what's happening. You just want to be next to him because if you're not next to that friend, it feels like a part of you is missing. Come on, raise your hands to heaven. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, right now is your opportunity. Maybe you've never made him the Lord of your life. Maybe you knew him a long time ago, but you've walked away. We're going to pray this prayer together. Say, Father, I come in the name of Jesus and I surrender my life to you. I want you to be the treasure of my life. I give you my life. I let it go to you. I believe in Jesus and that he died for me and that he rose victoriously three days later. I give you my heart, my soul, and my mind. Come on, get real loud for anybody that just prayed that prayer today. Now, if you're in here and you go, I've been struggling with this, raise your hands. I got my hand up real high. Raise your hand. You go, I've been struggling. I've been making the world my treasure. I've been making the things of the world my treasure. Come on, everybody, throw your hands up. Come on. Don't be prideful in here.
The Lord says, I resist the proud, but I come to the humble. I come to those who humbly need me. Come on, I want you just to start talking to Jesus. Just say, I'm sorry, I've been worshiping this little God and I've been worshiping this little guy. I've been worshiping money. I've been worshiping status. I've been worshiping fame. I've been worshiping my own dreams. I've been worshiping. I've been worshiping. I've been worshiping. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would come with your power and grace and satisfy our hearts. We repent for putting our eyes on the things of this world. We repent for putting our eyes on, on, on the gods of this world. We focus our attention and our heart back on you and you alone. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with your presence and your glory and your strength. We worship you, we praise you, we honor you, we thank you. Come on, can you give it real up, real loud for Jesus today? Real loud for his word, his strength and his might.